I want to talk to you about something called Coin. Um, Coin is a new credit card. Use your credit card over and over and over again. And every time you do, a percentage of that goes to La Raza, Planned Parenthood, Black Lives Matter, Acorn, Clinton Foundation. This was the deal they made with the Occupy Wall Street people. Um, and you, you don't know it. So you're funding all of this stuff. Welcome to a parallel economy. The new coin card, spelled C-O-I-G-N, coin as in sovereign, uh, is uh, America's only conservative credit card. It gives you the freedom to support the causes that match your values. And they offer unlimited cashback rewards, world-class theft and fraud protection, and the ability to align your dollars with your values because coin donates to conservative causes. Rob Collins, coin CEO, has been a guest on the program. I love what he is doing. It it is absolutely essential. Bring back the America we want to see. We have to put our money where our mouths is, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. To uh, learn more and adapt uh, or uh, apply for a coin credit card, go to C-O-I-G-N, coin.com slash blaze. That's coin.com slash blaze. Make sure you go to coin.com disclosures for more information. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you are here. I uh, I was out at the summit, the Blaze Summit in Iowa, that was uh, happening on Friday. Tucker Carlson was hosting this. It's an amazing thing. It's been going on for years, but I think this is the first time it's really they got it right, and it could be seen nationwide. No network would cover this, but we did, and 10 million viewers later. Uh, it is becoming uh, known as the way to do debates or the way to see candidates and have them really present themselves to you. It, it was it was awesome and game changing. Afterwards, I sat down with Tucker Carlson for a Blaze exclusive interview with Tucker. I want to tell you something is happening with Tucker Carlson, and I don't think anybody else is going to talk about it. So I will. We do that in 60 seconds. So, you know who you are. The moment I start talking about severe and frequent pain, your ears perk up, as they always do. You've been listening to me ramble on for years about Relief Factor, and, you know, it sounds nice and everything, but it's not going to work for me. I know. I was just like you. I was stubborn. Maybe you've tried a ton of different things to combat your pain, and nothing has worked. Maybe you're scared that it won't work. Even more scared that it will. Today is the day. Give Relief Factor a try. I did this years ago, and I haven't been the same since. I could not use my hands to draw or paint or anything. I'm at a um, up at the ranch. I'm holding a big uh, painting um, 
workshop with some of the best painters in America today. And one of the guys, well, I won't tell you who because I don't know if I don't know if I have permission to tell you, um, but he is a great storyteller. And we're teaching people how to tell stories, painters. So I having to do a bunch of uh, sketches and things for some paintings that I uh, I would like help with. And I painted or I drew these yesterday. If you're watching the blaze, you can see them. I drew these uh, in my notebook. I would have never been able to do that two years ago. My hands would have cramped up. The hands would have just, they would have stopped working. And nothing changed it. Nothing changed it. Relief Factor has. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. 1995 three-week quick start. Just try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you in three weeks, probably won't. Relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. All right. So I, uh, I, I got to tell you, the press is so out of touch. This is from the New York Times. Tucker Carlson turns a Christian presidential forum into a Putin showcase. Jesus is out. Vladimir Putin is in. Did you hear that from any candidate or anything like that from anyone on stage at the uh, at the summit Friday, Stu? Anyone? Of course not. No, I did not hear that. Right. Right. In fact, everybody led with who was anti-war I don't like Putin. Putin's not a good guy, but I don't think, you know, the Iranian Ukrainian president is really a good guy either. And I went as far as saying, and I don't think at this time we're on the right side. We're the good guys. So I don't want to send my kids to a war where I can't identify the good guy. No, but they uh, they made it sound like it was nothing but a uh, rah rah for president putin which it it wasn't um i'm going to get into some of those things here in a second but i I really wanted to spend some time on tucker carlson because we spent a couple of days uh with tucker carlson and there is something happening and this should give you great 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 hope he said a few years ago i'm sorry a few months ago he's episcopalian and he was so funny when he was telling you he's like you know, I didn't even know there was a Bible. I'm an Episcopalian. I mean, we don't use we don't use that. Whatever. And uh, he said, so I started reading it. He said, I, I I just had the feeling a few months ago that I should start reading it. He said, so I finished the New Testament, and he said, that's amazing. The way he was telling it is so funny. When you somebody who has actually actually read it and is interested in reading it all of the things that they find that they discover he's like this is the greatest it's such a great story why why are we hiding this um and then he started on the old testament and he is in leviticus now which is also fun but he's actually enjoying it in talking to him over a few days i just want you to know god is using him there is something different about tucker carlson uh and it you know we were not the best of friends 10 years ago uh we didn't really know each other um we respected each other for what we had done but we disagreed on a lot of stuff and vehemently 10 years ago on a lot of stuff that has changed 
Uh, and I and I think it became because I started really watching him then in Fox News. He started really listening to me and we heard the the core principles behind what we believe. And God is using him. He has moved on him greatly. Please add Tucker to your prayers. Uh, something really good is going to come of uh, of what Tucker is doing, I think. Um, he gets it unlike, let's say I, I, met, uh, I met with four people in the last uh, three weeks. And I've met probably 15,000 people. And I've met with four that I think absolutely 100% get it. They know it from all of its angles. Tucker is one of them. Uh, he was very, very clear on things when he was asking. I think it was Nikki Haley. He said, hey, did we blow up the Nord Stream? That's something that I would ask. But I wondered as he asked it, if I were Nikki Haley, if I were if I would answer that as a presidential candidate, just because of the ramifications of that as a presidential candidate. So I asked Tucker on this. Here's what he said in our one on one interview. Cut one. You said something that I absolutely believe. Um, and it is crazy to say it now. I think we absolutely blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Well, of course we did. Yeah. Absolutely did. Well, yeah, and, but, and I think it's a big deal. I mean, on many levels, it was an environmental catastrophe. I mean, like a profound environmental catastrophe. It was also an act of vandalism, which I'm against. You should build things, not destroy them. Yeah. It was also an attack on infrastructure. And more than anything, it was an attack on our closest NATO ally, Germany, which used that pipeline to fund its entire manufacturing center. We just attacked our ally. I know. This is insane behavior. And I don't know why no one's been held accountable. Yes, we did it, whether it was through Poland so, or Norway. A NATO nation did it with our assistance and approval. And, like, everyone knows it and everyone's afraid to say so. Why? I don't know why. Can you say that? Well, I just did. Well, no, but I mean... I mean, I'm unemployed. If I can you're, say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a... I mean, what are the ramifications of... I and mean, thank God that, that uh, Russia has not retaliated. This is... The biggest, this is the worst act of war I, I have ever seen us make, right? So, and it's crazy. It's the kind of like late stage hubris on display with people. It's all of it. It really is. Like, I'm God. I can do whatever I want. There are no consequences. All the rules it. don't apply to me. And when you adopt that attitude, when there's no humility at all or long term thinking, this is, you know, People who don't have like a stake in the future, like 80-year-old presidents, they just don't care. And yeah. when they start to behave like that, you can actually wreck the whole thing. You can take yeah. a country down doing stuff like that, in my opinion. Uh, I talked to him about the media, you know, completely determined to suppress the truth. Listen. And I really thought, Tucker, and I don't know if you were, if there was a turning point with you, there was with me when I realized, oh my gosh, none of these people in the media actually care or are intellectually curious at all. They're just typing away, doing their thing, reading a prompter. Nobody is actually, because I, I really thought if I could make the case, which you did every night, you were making a great solid case. And if you are intellectually curious and you disagree, 
you go, well, that can't be right. Let me look it up. Let's do some investigative work well, sure. on what he just said. They don't do that. And that shocked me. Shocked me. But then you have to wonder why. So it's like no one in Washington or in the media is ever triggered, is ever outraged by a lie. So I can come out here and tell the most preposterous lies, say the most lunatic things. You know, climate, you're driving a suburban is causing more hurricanes in Florida. <laughs> well, they say that every, right, every, every fall. Right. And that, it's like insane. There's like, there's no evidence that that's true. There's a ton that's evidence that's not true. Nobody cares. But when you say something true, yeah. that's, that's actually true, right. deeply true, people become hysterical and call for your murder and certainly call for your deplatforming. So then, well, what conclusion do you reach? The media are completely determined to suppress the truth. The true things that matter. That's kind of why they exist. They are the gatekeepers that prevent people from saying out loud the truest things. Cut three. Here's Tucker on what he saw at the summit and the candidates that I found surprising. When you got up this morning, yeah. did you imagine that you would see not one, but two presidential candidates light themselves on fire in front of you? When I get up this morning, as every morning when I wake up, I don't imagine anything. Right. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in 21 years, and every single morning I wake up hungover. I feel like I've had a quarter stoli and a six-pack of some rotten beer. I just feel horrible in the morning. <laughs> every morning. And so I put my pants on, I shuffled downstairs, and got coffee, and blah, blah. Uh, So I didn't think about it at all until I was seated across from Asa. Senator Scott, who was the first. And I really like, I mean, I like them all. Like, politicians are super charming. Like, they're, they like, they're good with people. That's why they're in this business. So I like all of them. Uh, but no, I, I, I do think that Republican voters or the system controlled by the Republican Party doesn't ask a lot of a lot of its candidates. It's like enough to say certain, to repeat certain bumper stickers from the 80s, peace through strength, lower taxes, whatever. Right. I'm, all, I'm for all that, by the way. But they don't, like, no one ever gets pushed very hard. Right. And so it doesn't take much. I was certainly not acting out of hostility, but if you're just like, well, what do you mean? Uh. <laughs> I can't answer the question. And then people say, like, oh, you're so mean. Really? You're trying to run my country. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I live here. I, I, I have really... four children. I can't go anywhere. Like, what do you mean? You're trying to run the country and you're mad that I'm like trying to get you to be more precise about your answers that you should have memorized already right. because you're presuming to represent me? Last cut. This is uh, Tucker in my uh, special on Blaze TV. You can watch it. It's uh, about, I think it's just over an hour. Tucker and I just having a one-on-one. Uh, he went on to talk about Mike Pence, what he was most surprised about with Mike Pence. Listen to this. The Mike Pence religious freedom stuff, I, I have to say, you know, spun me up. It did. It did. I, you can't, can't be like, well, I'm for religious freedom, except for like priests who say things the government disagrees with. They can be arrested. Huh? <laughs> you know, and it'd be fine if it, if it was almost any. And I'm, I'm holding him to an unfair standard. But if you hold yourself up as a Christian leader who's in favor of religious freedom, well, then no. you kind of have to defend religious freedom, whether it's popular it's or not. It's not, no freedom, nobody, nobody has to defend my right to say, chocolate's delicious. Yeah. 
Okay, it, if it's exactly. popular, you have to, and I don't think even our side understands that. I stand, I, I was, uh, when Bill Maher said, you know, I think the, uh, the Saudi or the, the hijackers yes. were brave, brave braver yeah. than our fire, fire, fire pilots. I disagreed with that 100%. Me too. But when ABC fired him, I stood up for him and said, Did what part know? of politically incorrect don't you understand? Make sure you go to blazemediasummit.com, blazemediasummit.com. You can see the whole uh, summit. It is so well worth it when you're watching. If you're, if you're looking for the right candidate, I think this is the best format I've ever seen. Uh, and I've, I've heard that everywhere, including social media um, and in person. Everybody was like, I've been to these things before. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Ricky said, would you please not be a grump? She's my executive television producer. She said, would you please not be a total grump, uh, you know, uh, when you get on the air? And I'm like, no, I, I just want you to know I don't want to be here. This is the last place anyone should want to be on a Friday, spending all day with a bunch of politicians listening to them campaign. But I'm a professional. But I actually, by the end of the day, had really enjoyed it because I learned so much. Make sure you go to blazemediasummit.com and watch it. And Blaze TV also has the Tucker Carlson interview with me. You can join now. Just use the promo code SUMMIT and get $30 off. SUMMIT uh, or will not be silenced as well. You get $30 off. Try them both. Maybe get $60 off. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now, no matter how many times you try to wish, wish away your, uh, uh, your bills on your journey to the mailbox, the credit card statement just keeps showing up. Uh, the frustrating cycle of high-interest debt piling up and you not being able to pay all of it is really frustrating. I know I have been there. This is the kind of thing that American Finances specializes in, helping people just like you get out from under the high interest debts and find freedom. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. So please, let them do a free mortgage review for you today, and they can show you all the ways you could be saving and how much you could be saving. If you get a mortgage refi, for instance, you could consolidate that credit card debt into something low interest. Plus, you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free. Start your journey towards financial independence today with American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, so, reading some of the uh, some of the reviews of what happened is is amazing to say the truth, uh, uh, or I mean, to, to say the least. Um, the The summit that you saw, hopefully on Friday or can see, I think changed everything. Just absolutely everything on the way 
these things are done. We've always gone to mainstream media. This isn't mainstream media. And the difference was remarkable. Would you agree with that, Stu? Oh, my God. Yes, 100%. It was a totally different experience. And I think voters, potential voters, people on the right that are interested in the differences between these candidates actually got something out of it, which is totally different than every other campaign event that I've seen over the past 20 years. Like it, it was like you got to see uh, people pressed on not the differences between, you know, conservatives and, you know, the left or what the mainstream media wants them to be or some dumb scandal that the left has been obsessing about for years and years and years and years and years. And what was tweeted by this candidate instead, what you got was a, a discussion about the differences between conservatives which is of course how everyone in a primary needs that's the information you need to make your decision done by a group of people and in this case tucker carlson on stage that that uh, are not fans of the status quo you know it was it was answering what the people i think want to know the people who go to vote for republican time and time again and are always let down when they go to Washington. And I, I thought it was fantastic. Let me give you some um, comments. Graham Allen said, congratulations to the blaze for an amazing job showing the country uh, the future. What a master class in showing that mainstream media is dying and needs to be put out of its misery. Bravo to all who made it possible. Benny Johnson, massive shout out to the blaze for producing dominant, entertaining and news breaking event in Iowa. The Fox News matrix is broken. The energy shift in the GOP has been tectonic. Grassroots populists and America's first philosophy own the movement now. Bravo, Blaze TV. The delicious irony that Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson, who were both treated so disrespectfully at Fox, decimated the GOP field and broke more news in one day together than the last 20 Fox debates combined. It should not be lost here. This is an epic media revenge arc story. I don't look at it as revenge, but I just look at it as the truth. Um, the, let's see. The Blaze put on a master class on how to defeat the mainstream media be, by becoming more powerful than them. Incredible performance by the entire May, uh, Blaze team. Uh, anyway, it goes on and on and on. It is really, truly remarkable. Listen to this uh, email. How much time do I have, Sarah? I was traveling through the United States on a 3,000-mile motorcycle trip last week. One of the days uh, I was there during the Blaze TV Summit, in between gas stops, I glanced at Twitter. I've never seen one network dominate my feed like Blaze TV did that day. Everyone, and I mean everyone, was talking and tweeting about the summit. Clips from the Blaze TV getting shared, blah, blah, blah. Wait until you hear what this bike rider discovered right outside of the Navajo Indian Reservation when he stayed overnight back program. next all right our sponsor is um who is it sarah oh it's real estate agents i love those guys you know the guy who started that thing he is he's a genius he really is i don't remember his name right now if he spells his name with two ends or one i think it's two anyway uh, i want to tell you about a man named john he's from new jersey 
John is a former Marine. He's been a volunteer firefighter for the last 18 years, heavily involved with his local branch of the American Legion. He's been the chairman of their Memorial Day parade for over a decade. He's involved in all of his small town's local politics. He serves as deputy mayor and as a town committeeman. He's a busy guy, and he has made commitments to his community. The other thing he does, by the way, and this is his full-time job, is he works with us, realestateagentsitrust.com. We partner with the top sellers, but we also partner with good, solid people. These agents work their tail off for you. You want somebody like John working for you to help sell your house and get into the new house? Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And watch the Tucker Carlson Glenn Beck interview at blazemediasummit.com. Use the code SUMMIT and save 30 bucks off your one-year subscription. This is the Glenn Beck program. Stu... Just thought we should say goodbye to uh, my son, Rafe, who is on his way home to pack and then on his way to college. And I guess I, I will see you at college. Uh, this will be the last time I see you. Well, yeah, you won't see me probably till either Abilene Christian when we come down and we whoop Jason's home uh, team. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, he, uh, he has, um, he's just been um, brought on as a, uh, assistant to the offensive coordinator yeah coach. i'll be i'm like his right hand man so like the assistant to the offensive coordinator so when he's calling the plays i'm gonna be like right behind him helping writing down everything he says what the plays and then in between i'm getting everything ready seeing what worked best and what can we do so is there any trepidation of doing this seeing that you're my son and i don't mean politically like we usually mean it i mean like there's no sports in your blood at all with me. I no, mean, I, you've never thrown a ball with me. No. I think it was grandpa. <laughs> well, I have thrown a ball, but uh, not very well. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting because, I mean, we're just not very sporty. You're mm-hmm. just more of the arts and whatnot. And so this has been a bit of a almost like an uphill challenge without being able to know a whole lot and having to hit the ground running. Well, sprinting. Yeah. And yet, um, it's happening. I don't know how it happens, too. Because you weren't even around. Remember, I talked to you when he was young. I'm like, you're going to have to do football or something because there's not a chance. And what is he going you know, to end up being like with, that, with a dad like me? And he just did it himself. Yeah. It's that's incredible. It's an amazing it's an amazing story. I don't know, Rafe, what it feels like that you've already accomplished more athletically than your dad and you're, you just graduated high school. Uh, but that is pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty impressive. I should point out actually, sorry, I should point out, I did it in two years. You had all four and I did it in, in two. <laughs> no, I've had 59. <laughs> uh, and that uh, still doesn't help. And I think it's a good, uh, it's an interesting summary of your parenting, Rafe, for all these years that he described uh, it as a uphill battle. Um, so that's what you've brought to his life. Not even keeping the ground flat, but actually made it an uphill Well, climb. you know what? Mm-hmm. I am I am thrilled because my son is very well rounded, very well rounded, um, uh, and he can now do the football thing, which I can't do, but he can also, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. 
do other things, I guess, that I taught to, taught him. No, I mean, you know, the one thing that, that I am really proud of is all of my kids have a very eclectic uh, look at almost everything uh, and could do almost anything. I mean, your musical taste, who are your favorites? Uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. So any of like the Rat Pack pretty much, but then it also goes over to like Luciano Pavarotti um, and then... Also, just ACDC is my favorite rock band of all time. So, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to anything except for death metal, pretty much. Yeah, that's a good thing. So, let me ask, and you don't have to get into this. You've had a rough couple of years, personally. Yeah. What got you through it, and now to a point to where you're actually not, like, freaking out? Oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> What got you what got you through that to a point to where now you are on your way to college uh and have confidence in what you're gonna do? I guess just keeping one foot in front of the other, not looking over at the big picture stuff and just it's just one day at a time. It's not gonna be I know I know it was never gonna be easy, but instead of looking at like, hey, I need to get to here and this these are all the challenges I need to get through it, it's just this is the challenge for today this is the next challenge and just keep letting them come in as they come on and go you and i both have talked for since you were little about being a leader of men and that you always said i don't want to be a leader of men no i, I said i wanted to be sam from the uh, from the book of mormon i, didn't, I never wanted to be uh, wanted to be nephi and uh is that still on uh and uh and that's because of what you saw happen with us. With you, yeah. 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 Um, and let me ask you, do you find it ironic that as a coach you'll be a leader of men? I guess kind of, just a little bit. It, it's, uh, I can't hear him. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Lost his mic. I guess kind of, but it's, um, I don't know, it's more exciting now because I've had time to develop and to mature and, during that time, I've just been able to, I guess, more accept it and more, I don't know, I love working with people. I don't see it as leading people. I see it as helping others and helping those around me. You're going to do well, my son. I don't have any parting words for you other than I love you. And uh, take care on your trip, and I'll see you there in a couple of weeks, okay? I love you. I love you. See you, buddy. <sighs> Weird. Sorry doing that on the air here, but uh, yeah, everybody has to do it with their son at some point, and he's uh, going off to catch a plane here. Um, we were talking about the Blaze Media Summit and what is happening, and I was telling you about a guy who was riding a motorcycle across the country, and it happened. And he was watching you know, the tweets and listening to it, and uh, he said he stopped out outside of a Navajo Indian reservation and it was small bed and breakfast and the guys were talking about it in the morning. And he said, I about spit my orange juice out. The coverage wasn't just going viral on social media. It was literally everywhere, even in this little small town and breakfast. But it was also and this is the important part for the, re the Republicans to hear. It was also very relatable. What Tucker was bringing out of these interviews was exactly what I was seeing in the small towns and even the Indian reservations. When Tucker told Pence that America, the America we remember is now collapsing and asked why Ukraine is somehow more important, 
I remember the conversation I had with a Navajo Nation mom of six. She had moved off the reservation due to the crime and the rampant meth problem. Then I spoke to a woman in her 60s in another small town that lamented that the days where her small town was full of job opportunities and promise were over. She told the stories of the old factory and how crime didn't even really exist. Then came the layoffs. Then came the shuttered businesses. Then came the epidemic of meth and drugs from the southern border. This is the America the elitist left wants us to pretend does not exist. But it is also the America that was talking about debating and sharing clips from Blaze Media Summit. I spoke to them. The media should be terrified the mainstream media is over and i think that's what we i think that's what we felt and anybody who is watching it it was really strange you know i started doing the uh, blaze in what 2010 or 11 and uh it's finally now hitting the place to where the mainstream media fox is it, people know what fox is now uh and it's it's hit a tipping point. This is really, really good for America. Really good for America. Um, it, because I think you got an honest debate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, last week competition is always good, right? It's always something that's it's important, and it's it's good to see that there's some competition out there, and not only just to other you know networks that might call themselves you know, conservative. But also just to the, the fact that the mainstream media has dominated this part of the structure of our country for a really long time. You know, if you think about a primary, you're trying to make a decision in a primary, right? One of the big issues is Ukraine, right? You have a couple different versions of that argument. You have a, an argument where, you know, where Tucker has kind of been the main advocate of the uh, skeptical argument toward funding Ukraine. And if you go back, I think to if you go back to like, for example, 2014, Russia invades Crimea the conversation on the right was largely about how Barack Obama abandoned his own red line and did nothing about it, right? And in that period of that decade, that conversation has really kind of changed where there's still a lot of people who kind of want that more healthy, uh, you know, version, hawkish defense, if you will. And then there's, a, but I think there's far more people now, specifically in the primary voter group that are really skeptical about any of this and getting involved in any of it. And if if these candidates had gone on to, I don't know, meet the press or some other, you know, left-wing media right. uh, organization and, and and this conversation would have come up, it would have been think of someone who's hawkish, someone like Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. Would have been asked the question of why do other, why do other people that are crazy in your party disagree with Joe Biden's position on this? Right. That's essentially the tone of the questioning that would hit Mike Pence. Correct. He would be asked. He Correct. would be asked to essentially bash his other candidates by saying why they're so wrong. Instead, this debate gave voice to that other more skeptical view and pressed those candidates on that. So we were able to learn the difference between them. We were able to see the nuances in their positions. We were able to see if they could defend those positions. And Americans we, we, who are voting in these primaries actually got something out of it because of that. And we, we also got a chance to see the different sides of them as well. Mm. I mean, you know, we didn't see, oh, I want to know the softer side. What does he read to his children? I didn't care about any of that. But after Ramaswamy came off, he sat down with me while we were waiting for um, um, uh, DeSantis to come on. And 
uh, I said to him, I said, you just said, and I've heard, you know, you were the strongest so far saying that you would just shut down the Department of Justice, the FBI. I said, how are you going to do that? He said, I'm coming in with a clear sighted view of shutting down most the most of the administrative state. Uh, first of all, I'm going to do it on strong legal authority. So I, I'm a unique combination. I like to brag a lot. I don't like to brag a lot, but I'm a CEO, but I also studied the constitution deeply. And the Supreme court right now shares my view of the constitution. The U S president already has statutory authority. The presidential Re- reorganization act of 1977 says you can shut down redundant agencies. Well, when I look at what the DEA does and what the U.S. Marshals do, there's my legal justification for shutting down the FBI without asking Congress for permission or forgiveness. Civil service protections protect against individual firings for employees for supposedly political reasons. They don't apply to mass layoffs, and mass layoffs are exactly what I'm bringing to Washington, D.C. Holy cow, is that strong. And I think it might be things like that that Donald Trump might have heard from the summit that made him come out this weekend and say, you know, Ramaswamy might be uh, a good vice presidential candidate. And he said, "It'll." I, I'm considering uh, Tim Scott or Vivek. And I think Vivek would make a great vice president uh, because he comes at it as a 30, what is he, 37? Yeah. 37-year-old man who is very accomplished and gets it quickly. It's interesting too. One thing strategically from him that I, you're not seeing from a lot of the other candidates is boldness. I, I think that when you're at yes. a guy who doesn't, you know, no one knows who Vivek Ramaswamy was on a, on a national on the national level, other than the fact he's been on this show a bunch of times. I know he's been in Tucker a bunch of times, and he had had some to conservatives that really follow the stuff. He had some uh, uh, some notoriety, but like when you're coming into a race like this. And you're at one and two percent to start, which of course would where where he was. You think being bold would be the strategy, right? Find out what your principle is. What do you really believe? How can you accomplish that? And don't be scared to say it. And I think you see some of these other candidates who have been floundering around two and three percent, playing a, a pretty, pretty conservative, if you will, game. Like oh, not yeah. really coming out and saying much of anything i i don't know if they're assuming yep. they're thinking maybe donald trump will flame out and that's when they're going to turn their engines on but man I, how many times has that been predicted it's it's, yep. a, it's a fascinating thing to watch where ramaswamy's been the one guy you could say okay you listen to him and and you might i mean i know a lot of people have constitutional uh doubts as to whether he could actually get these things done in the way he's talking about it but at least he's putting ideas out there that are uh, innovative and bold and give people something to talk about where a lot of these candidates don't seem to be doing that at all let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's preborn one of these days maybe in our lifetimes it is possible you will see the abolition of abortion Um, And the only way that really happens is if we change people's hearts. The history books of our future are going to write around about the generational trauma, the breakdown of families, the destruction of basic morality, and how one day it all came to an end. But for now, we're still in that historic era. The Ministry of Preborn stands every day for the helpless among us, but they don't only mean the helpless babies, the unborn. They provide free ultrasounds and postnatal help for up to two years for the moms. They, this is what is moving the needle tremendously. 
when an expecting mother comes in and she hears the heartbeat for the first time, chances are she's going to choose life for that baby. When, when you can be a part of that, it is so satisfying. Someday when people ask, you know, what did you do when all this was going on or your grandkids, your grandkids can say, my grandparents helped save a life through preborn. It helped save many lives and it turned the tables. It turned the tide. One ultrasound is 28 bucks. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250 keyword baby. I don't think there's anything that could bring more blessings on our heads than saving God's children. And that means the moms too. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We don't want you to forget, pick up my new book, Dark Future. It is at bookstores everywhere. Uh, it is a tremendous look at the future. Um, it was interesting to me. There were only two people that kind of talked about this in the, um, in the summit last week, and that was Vivek and also Ron DeSantis talked about all of the issues that are in here, and they both really get it. Make sure you're on the path and you know what's coming your way. Dark Future, available wherever you buy your books, or you can go to glennsnewbook.com. Well, uh, if I have the time, I would like to leave you with something very nice from Kamala Harris uh, on, you know, on what we can do for climate change. Here she is. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Wait, wait a minute. Reduce pop. Who is talking about reducing pop? Dark future. Get it now. The Glenn Beck Program.